0: What is going on Belly Up Sports fans? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of the midterm, where we look at some different picks for the weekend, and it is March. A reminder that all March Madness midterms and midterms of all kinds are brought to you by my bookie. Championships continue around the corner with my bookie. Head to my bookie today to win this March Madness and place your bets on wh- whomever you think will take home the crown. Use code FN Sports double your deposit up to a thousand US dollars. The number one ranked Zag are a great pick currently. Be sure to put them, whatever kind of cash you have on them. My bookie takes all types of well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others. So go put down some on the zags double deposit today using code fn sports on my bookie bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie so here's the deal what i'm thinking is we're going to go through the tournament pick by pick and i'm only going to do the first two rounds this week and here's why i feel like i owe you guys my picks and some sort of a brief explanation because that's kind of the content we make here with my bookie but also I feel like I'm gonna put this out on like Wednesday or Thursday of this week. You're gonna listen to it, get your picks in for the first two rounds. And then if they're all wrong, because fade Pains is a very real thing, by the second weekend, you're gonna want a whole new set of picks to fade. So again, you can find me at Painsworth512 on Twitter if you wanna go and complain about it. But we're gonna go through pick by pick for the first two rounds NCAA tournament. We're gonna go region by region. And we're gonna start with those Gonzaga Bulldogs in the West. Now, I am gonna take them over Georgia State. I don't think I need to break down why. The interesting matchup is what comes next with Boise State and Memphis, and I am taking the Memphis Tigers and coach Penny Hardaway. Frankly, if I'm being really, really honest, I feel like Memphis, as far as these two mid-majors go, feels like kind of they're at that precipice of moving into the upper major. Penny's been building a great program. They're a really fast and strong team. Lots of length, great guard play. Fun, fun time there. The next matchup is interesting because if you know anything about the tournament, you know that a 12 seed always beats a five seed. For whatever reason there is, a 12 seed would always beat a five seed. I just don't think this is the one. 12-5 in the West is UConn is the five. 12 is New Mexico State. I'm taking UConn. Call it a favoritism towards the Big East or or whatever. I, I just feel like they come out on top after watching a little bit of the Big East tournament over the weekend that takes us to Arkansas and Vermont. I am again taking Arkansas. Yes, with the exception of, I guess, Memphis is technically a nine Through the first four games. I am technically going scratch. Now, the sixth seed will play either Rutgers or Notre Dame based on who wins the play And the sixth seed is Alabama. And I'm gonna take Alabama against both teams. What I will say is I could see Notre Dame giving Alabama a tougher game But I could also see Rutgers beating Notre Dame because of the matchup there. And so I'm going to take Alabama because I think they'll play Rutgers. But I could see how Notre Dame would make that close. I'm going to take Alabama. Tech seems like a no-brainer to me over Montana State. So I'm going to take Texas Tech. Obviously, it's a very much a building program. They continue their success even after Chris Beard leaves. So I'm going to go ahead and take that one. No questions asked. Michigan State and Davidson is fun and interesting. Stop if you've heard this story before. Davidson has a fun Undersized guard. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm I, going to take Davidson in this one. I think that it's not just Foster Lawyer potential to get hot. It's not just that they might get it kind of underranked because of the mid-major. I also think that Izzo is kind of losing his footing up there in Michigan State. And I, anyway, I'm going to take Davidson in this one, which takes us to the two versus the 15, Duke versus Cal State Fullerton. Now, we all remember Duke losing as the two-seed to the 15-seeded Lehigh with C.J. McCollum on the roster. I don't know that E.J. Anosik is quite the C.J. McCollum type. He's, frankly, not a very similar player for Cal State Fullerton. I'm going to take Duke for a number of reasons, but mostly as they've gone out sad a couple times with Coach K in his last go-around. They may go out sad in a moment. I don't see them going out sad against Cal State Fullerton in the first round. I'm taking Duke. All right, now the round of 32 in this bracket. I'm taking Gonzaga over Memphis. While I like Memphis in a lot of ways, and I think they're really, again, at that precipice of becoming a high major team, I, Zach Gonzaga has too much firepower, too much size, and frankly, they have great size and veteran leadership in the backcourt. I, I just, I take Chet Holmgren, I take Drew Timmy, I take that team. I'm taking UConn, and here's the deal as I see it. They both played, UConn and Arkansas did, at very, very fast pace. They both play with high scoring offenses and good defenses relative to the pace they played. I think the difference is, is that UConn kind of got s- somewhat stuck playing in not the SEC level competition. And so we may do- not really understand how that defense will travel. That defense will carry. I'm taking UConn the five seed. I'm going to take Texas Tech over Alabama. Again, I think Alabama is a really tough matchup for them, but I, I just think Tech has too much, Going on in their front court. They're big and strong in Lubbock. I'm going to take Texas Tech to come out of that one. Down at the bottom, I got the number two seed, Duke, for number 10, Davidson. Now, there's really a big part of me that wants to pick Davidson to upset this. I think that, again, we can talk about Foster Lawyer being a little bit underrated as a scorer and just that he's a six foot guard, right? They've got Hyung Jung Lee, they've got Luka Bracevic. I-, I think that they've got firepower and talent. I just, I just don't see them having anyone to cover Paolo Benchero. Like at the end of the day, it will take like Paolo being in foul trouble and, and others Duke size. Like Davison does not have the size to stop Duke when it comes to their front line. They'll probably play Luca Brachovic over the top of, I don't even know that the deal will be that they can't put him on Paolo. They're going to put someone that's like 6-5 on Paolo. And that's just not gonna be enough. And that's gonna collapse the defense and open up other stuff. I think that Duke is overrated as a two seed. I, I, they, they've lost a couple of big games in the last 10 days. I think that's important. I, I just don't know if Davidson's the team that gets it done. And just like that, we're through two rounds of the West division. All right, as I look at the East division, I'm picking baylor If i'm being honest my money line might be on baylor the whole way through but in any way for now i'm taking baylor call me a homer i'm taking north carolina not that i'm from north carolina i have any to north carolina except that i really really like their performance against coach k and duke to end the regular season I, I i think that there is a potential that they play that way against marquette as well and as a texas fan this is where the home home fan comes in there I've seen Shaka smart who is now at Marquette blow plenty of first round games in the tournament. So <laughs> while, while that might not be fair, I'm going to let history do the talking there and choose North Carolina over Marquette in that eight, nine. All right. As we look at the five versus the 12 we we're point at the 12 seed is a playing game between Wyoming and Indiana and the winner gets to play St. Mary's. Now, I don't think that matters. I don't think it matters who wins between Wyoming and Indiana. I'm taking St. Mary's. I think it is the year of the WCC. Now anyone listening to the show can remember that I talked to Andy Patton of the Locked On Zags podcast and I may be being heavily influenced out of that but I really do think it's a stronger year for the WCC than people realize. I'm taking St. Mary's. On the other side I got Johnny Juzang and UCLA versus Akron. I'm taking John Juzang and UCLA again, Final Four team a year ago. They've got a bunch of juniors on the roster. Also we're pointing out that like they got a lot of guys that weren't recruited in the top fifty of their class on the roster, amongst those juniors and seniors, and a couple of freshmen sophomore too. Anyway, like UCLA is a really, really good team. That's not to say anything about Akron, but the Zips are kind of a bunch of underclassmen with three juniors and a senior and this is, you know, dancing for the first time, and, and uh, that's great and all. I, I just, I just don't trust it. I'm going to go with UCLA and Giant Juzang because again, I saw them do it a year ago, and I again argue that they were this like, you know, miracle Cinderella type story a year ago. But had they been healthy and not had COVID issues during the season, they might not have even been that. I'm sticking with UCLA. Number six Texas or number eleven Virginia. I'm taking Texas. Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. I'm taking Texas. I don't really care. Virginia Tech's hot. Call me homer. I'm taking Texas. We'll leave it at that. Uh, number, Number three, Purdue takes number 14, Yale. It feels like Purdue always beats teams better than themselves, has trouble with the teams that are not as good as themselves. I do think Purdue edges out Yale in that matchup, but I could see how someone would talk themselves out of it. Murray State versus San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco again. Call it the WCC love but I'm going in on that conference this year. I'm taking number 10, San Francisco. Number two, Kentucky. I'm taking them over St. Peter's for a number of different reasons. Like didn't know that St. Peter's was a division one university. But also I have to feel that I like need to point this out that having coached against Sevilla Wheeler point guard at Kentucky before, that kid is fast. And I'm taking him over anyone on St. Peter's roster, right? Back to the top of the East, I got number one, Baylor, over number eight, North Carolina. I got number four, UCLA, over number five, St. Mary's. And I got down here, Texas versus Purdue. I'm gonna take Texas number six, because why not pick an upset? Not like I'm a homer or anything. And then number two, Kentucky over San Francisco. Again, Kentucky is fast, fast, fast. Severe can really, really run. All right, as we head into the Southern region, I'm taking number one, Arizona over both 16 seats. I don't really mind who wins. I think Arizona is a really, really tough Tough, tough team, but I mean size, length, speed. I'm taking Arizona. I'm taking number nine TCU over Seton Hall. I I think it's worth pointing out that Seton Hall will try to speed up TCU. I don't know if they'll have any success with that. TCU played in a very tough Big 12 conference, came in fifth in that conference. And again, I I, I think the only strategy Seton Hall could have here is trying to speed the game up. And I just don't. I don't see TCU getting sped up. I go down to Houston UAB. I'm taking U of H. U of H, again, feels like a team that has been there before uh, because they had a really deep run last year. They also, worth pointing out, have a number of upperclassmen back again. One junior and one, two, three, four, five, six seniors. That's a big, big roster of upperclassmen for them that were there a year ago. Only one top 100 recruit, but I, I think it's worth just like looking, if, as you look at that team, Houston is built for tournament basketball. We saw Coach Kelvin Sampson do it a year ago at them. Obviously not anyone quite like Ledeke, but I think they take it back to at least somewhat of a run and get past UAB. I'm also gonna take in a, you know, going with chalk here, I'm gonna take Illinois over Chattanooga. Illinois played a really, really fast brand of basketball. Chattanooga really, really doesn't. And in the tournament, I think speed matters. I'm taking Illinois there. As I move on down, I'm gonna take Michigan over Colorado State, kind of in a similar fashion. But not only is Michigan a, a faster playing team, they played one of the most difficult schedules in college basketball, and so some of those losses may just be difficult schedule losses. I'm gonna take 11th seed of Michigan over number six, Colorado there. I'm taking number three, Tennessee, over 14, Longwood. Just watching this so you play more and trust them in the SEC and they're starting to play more. Interesting matchup is what comes next to me. Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State is the 7-10 matchup. And I also think it's worth pointing out that this is, these are the 24th and 25th fastest playing teams in college basketball. I, I don't mean to go to, like the, to the veteran card, but they're both teams that have... A number, a large number of upperclassmen. I mean, Ohio State has nine seniors. Did I count that right? Nine seniors is unheard of in Power Five basketball. But they've got them, and I think it's a point out that with COVID years, like those seniors are really, really big, strong guys. And then you go to Loyola Chicago, and they have eight seniors and three juniors, and like all of a sudden, you're like, oh man, these rosters are playing a little bit different game. everyone else. I'm going to call an upset here because I haven't called many. I know I just called Michigan a second ago. I'm going to take Loyola Chicago as the 10 seed, upsetting number seven and sending Ohio State home. I'm taking Villanova number two over Delaware at the bottom of that bracket. Taking us back to the top of the eastern region, I'm taking Arizona over TCU. I'm taking Houston over Illinois. I'm taking Tennessee over Michigan. And I'm taking Nova over Loyola Chicago. That ends up being a much closer to scratch, elite or sweet 16 out of that division than I think the round of 32 looks like. But anyway, we'll talk about the next two rounds next weekend. As I go to the Midwest and final fourth of the bracket, I'm going to go with Kansas over whoever the 16 seed is on the playing game because Kansas is, well, Kansas. I'm going to take Creighton over San Diego State. Not that the Big East isn't necessarily the same big East it used to be. I'm gonna trust the team I saw playing better competition though in Creighton in that matchup. I just I look at the San Diego State wins and losses and I just don't see quite the resume that I would want to see out of picking the A versus 9 matchup. Iowa versus Richmond, uh, I I haven't picked a 12 yet, which means I feel like I have to take Richmond. Gah. Yeah, I'm taking Richmond. I gotta take a 12, I gotta take I'm gonna take this one. And going back, I don't feel I can take New Mexico State over UConn. I guess I guess that's the one I could see happening. Um, I don't feel kind of picking a playing game winner over St. Mary's. And then I, I think Houston's a better team than a 5 seed. So I guess I'm going to take Richmond here. I, I would understand if you disagree with me and took the earlier ones. But I, I got to take one. That's what I'm going to take. As I look at the 4 versus the 13, I'm going to go with Providence. Although I'm not feeling very confident about it because I didn't watch a lot of Providence or South Dakota State basketball. But that's what I'm going to go with uh, as I look at LSU and Iowa State <laughs> so I think both these teams are better than ranked I think that LSU is probably better than a six but I also think Iowa State's probably better than 11 they both played in tough power five conferences in basketball and both frankly ranked and we'll say fairly similarly in wins and losses 22 and 11 20 and 12 the difference to me is that if I'm looking down at nitty gritty and neither team has like some like future pro that's going to tear that, you know, rim down, I, I guess like Sharif O'Neill would probably get a shot at the league because he's going to, you can assume he's going to continue to grow and develop. I, I think I, uh, Isaiah Brockington out of uh, Iowa State is going to probably also get a shot at the pros because he scores the ball really well and effectively. I'm going to take LSU because they played a lot faster and... I think that matters in the tournament when you only get one chance to play someone. It's a one game sample size. And I've said this several times now, but just in explaining it, that like that speed comes into play when you don't really have time, you only get 40 minutes, you don't have time to adjust to it. In a seven game series, you can adjust to a game plan, and get ready for the next one. In a one game sample, I just don't feel like it. Uh, Wisconsin, I'm gonna take over Colgate. I'm gonna take the U Miami over USC. And at the bottom of the bracket, I'm gonna take Jabari Smith and Auburn over Jacksonville. State back to the top of the Midwest. I'm going to take Kansas over Creighton. Richmond Providence is an interesting matchup. As much as I felt like I got cornered into taking Richmond in the first round, I think I'm gonna take them over Providence. Hey, I, 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 I look at the two teams, they feel fairly similar on paper, and I guess this is me calling an underdog like by a sizable margin, so I have to like talk about it, but I, I think I'm just going to take. Richmond because of the size and rebounding. I, I I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that besides that's the only discernible difference. I feel like I can use to pick a team here. I'm gonna go with with Wisconsin over LSU and Auburn over Miami. That will do it for the first two full rounds. That's all you need to know from my bookie. So go to my bookie today and start placing your bets on the games for this weekend. A full week. This is the most fun weekend in college basketball where there are. Four games happening at any given point all day long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So make sure you check it out. Place your bets in on my bookie. Use code Sports to get a deposit up to $1,000. Shout out to Chris Sleewa. That's at Chris underscore 7 on Twitter for all the great do- job he does in editing the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Painsworth512. You're going to come at me and talk about how all my takes are wrong. If you are new to the midterm, Fade pain is frankly often the better way to place your money. So make sure you go through and fade my picks, I guess, all the way up and down the board. This show can be found on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, we're at F underscore and underscore sports. That's F underscore and underscore sports. And on Twitter, we're at FN sports too. That's F-I-N-S-P-R-T-S number two, all one word on Twitter. So make sure you find us there. You can find links on all our social media handles in which you can get to all of our sponsors, including my bookie, where you can use code FN sports to get W deposit of $2,000. You can bet all kinds of cryptocurrencies as well but you get double your deposit up to a thousand dollars using code f in sports thank you all so much for listening make sure you download rate subscribe review do all the wonderful things that help out the podcast and do it a couple different times on a couple different platforms but whatever you do when it comes to sports don't flunk with us later guys